You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Well, church, uh, I've shared this before, but several years ago, um, when I was still in school at SFA, I was... Uh, working with Kendall McDonald, I was a part of his ministry. My wife was my boss. Uh, turn the page now, sucker. Uh, I'm getting her back now. No, not really. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think when she became my boss, I was like, we're definitely not gonna. We're definitely never getting married now because she's not gonna like me once she figures out what kind of employee I am. Because um, I was a typical college male, so she would ask me to do something, and three weeks later, I had forgotten. And still hadn't done it, and so she had to do that on a regular basis. Me and my group of buddies that were supposed to be leaders in this thing just basically took orders from Sarah right there. Um, she was really good at it. But anyways, that, that has nothing to do with this morning. I just shout out to Sarah. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I talked about that. I don't know why I shared it. Just a bonus story. Now you know. Um, but we, we would go to this conference called World Mandate. It was uh, on Baylor's campus in Waco, Texas. And we'd go, it was a missions-minded conference. And um, I, I, love, I love missions, but I have always had a heart for local missions. In the sense that I have always had this, the scripture of take care first the house of Israel has always been something that has resonated more with me than going to the nations. I've been blessed to go to the nations and it's been a ton of fun and I love getting to do it. But there's just something about being here and being in a place in, in this country and investing in it spiritually. Um, but anyways, we were there at this conference and they sang Oceans. And this was the first time that I had ever heard Oceans live as a recipient. I'd played it before. Um, I had led that, that song before, but I had not received it and gotten to just, uh, just sing along with it. And I remember two things happened. I remember watching uh, my girlfriend, who would be my wife, worshiping and thinking like, man, yeah, I've got to lock that down. Um, I've got to put a ring on that. Um, and I did. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, but the other thing that happened was that song, when we came to the bridge, Spirit lead me where my trust is without borders. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. And the Lord put that in my heart and almost as a challenge. Would, would you ask for that? And in that moment, I, remember, I could take you to where I was standing in this, in this basket. I think it was their basketball gym. Um, so it was big, but I could take you right there where the Lord prompted that in me. And I said, yes, Lord, I want you to lead me deeper than I could ever wander. I want my trust to be without borders. And I just want you to understand the significance of this morning because I, as I came down and I, I, I kneeled before the altar just to answer this question for myself, because this is a question we all have to answer. Are you ready? Are you ready for what he's leading us into? Are you ready for what's next? You can't charge into the valley to restore a valley of dry bones if you are not ready. If you are not ready, if you do not have trust. And so there's this moment where we get to trust the Lord. And I, I came to this place, I came to this altar this morning. And as soon as I kneeled down, the Lord showed me himself. And I was, it was like I was in this great hall, the throne room of heaven. And I kneeled before the throne and he just spoke to me. This is why I prompted you all those years ago was for this moment. All those years ago. When in that auditorium at World Mandate, not even knowing what Sundown, Texas was, 
And the Lord asked me if, if I would trust Him without borders and if I would allow Him to lead me deeper than my feet could ever wander. And I said, yes. He just told me this is what it was for. It's for what comes after today. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? This is a big deal. This is, this is, a, this is a 12-year journey that the Lord has taken me on that we, this house, would find ourselves in this moment. He, I can see the journey that He's led me on personally. So I'm, I'm positive that there's a journey that has led you here. I, you're here, so there's a journey that's led you here. Da-da, there we go. We know it. You're here for a reason, but I'm telling you, everything that you've walked through, everything that you've experienced, the Lord has been preparing you for this moment. So do not pass this moment lightly. And what the Lord also showed me as we were praying before the service, He showed me these brick walls getting constructed around your mind and around your heart. That the enemy is going to do everything he can to try to deter you from saying yes to that question. Yes, I am ready. He's going to do everything he can to introduce doubt, to introduce fear. This, this fear that Jay was talking about, we talked about it last week as well. In the sermon, we talked about how there are, there are so many people in this house, in this community, listening online, that the Lord has prompted them into something and they've been too afraid to say yes. They've been too afraid because they've, they've, they've seen it as so much unknown and they've been too afraid to say yes and step into it. That fear is just trying to keep them still. And we know that the second you say yes and step in comes clarity. Because what I also want you to know is this vision that I had standing right, sitting right there on my knees as I sat down before the throne room. I was in this kind of white cloth, kind of burlap, kind of, I don't know, colored cloth. And the Lord in this moment, began to place the armor of God upon me and an anointing. And he just showed me in, in, in olden times when, when men, uh, armies were getting ready to go out to battle, the king would anoint his generals before they left. He would bless them and send them out. And that, that is, this is, you coming here is not this timid thing. This is a moment where you are coming to sit before your king and he is anointing you. And not just anointing you, but equipping you with everything that comes next. Everything that you'll need for what comes tomorrow, what comes after you leave this place, is the anointing is right here for you. So do not pass this by lightly. Because everything you need, when you say yes, that you are ready for what the Lord has, it's all right here. The blessing and the provision for tomorrow is right here at the altar. And He will clothe you in it. He doesn't even expect you to put on your own armor. He is saying this morning, I will clothe you in it. All He needs from us is three letters. Yes. That's it. That is the only thing He needs from you this morning. Last week we talked about the river of life. And this reality in the Lord speaking that it has come here. And it is here now. This river that cannot be passed through, but it can only consume. It can only wash over. Ezekiel walking through this and, and continuing to measure it, measure it with this man that was leading him through this water. And it began to get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And he came to this point where it can no longer be, you could no longer trek through it. You could only be washed away by it. It was too treacherous to even swim across. It could only wash you to where it needed you to go. You hear what I'm saying? It could only wash over you, could only consume you, and everything rooted in it, everything near it, everything that came in contact with it had life. Wherever the water goes, there was life. 
that it would even flow into a sea that is called the Dead Sea. You know that's what he's talking about. He's talking about this sea that is too full of salt that fish and plants and life can't exist in it. You know where that is? That's a real place. It's called the Dead Sea of all things. The Lord cannot make this any clearer for us. And he said that this river of life will flow into it, that that will no longer be the Dead Sea, but that life will exist in it. Can we believe that over Sundown Texas Church? And I'll ask the same question that I presented last week. Today, are you willing to allow the river of life to flow over you, to wash over you? Are you ready for this river that is here waiting for you to say yes? Are you ready? Jay presented that question to me yesterday uh, like 50 times. And by the time he started to explain, I, I, I didn't know at first, I thought he had a stroke and his finger just got stuck on the send key and he was just send, send, send. Because it was, are you ready? 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 I couldn't type before another one came in. And finally, at the end of it, I was yelling at my phone. Yes, I'm ready. Like, what is it? Yes, I'm ready. And then he started explaining it, and I was like, oh. And that's the urgency that the, the Lord is prompting us with this question, are you ready? In the same way that Jay prompted me to, are you ready? And he'll ask it again, he'll ask it again, he'll ask it again, till you're screaming at him, yes, I'm ready. With everything that you've got, I'm ready. Because at first, when he sent me that first one, I was like, Yes. I don't know, maybe, what am I going to get? Like a weird picture of a broken bone or like what, what am I about to look at? You know, I'm always, if a guy texts you, are you ready? It's like, eh, no, don't, don't, don't send what you're about to send. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't, I, that's for you. <laughs> send it to somebody else. So I'm weary, okay, uh, of that. But as he continued to ask it, my answer became more and more confirmed in me. And I say that because this morning the Lord is going to ask you this question probably a thousand times. When Jay, when Jay presented this question to me, I realized what was missing in the sermon was this question. And the clarity that it brought to, to the word that the Lord had that He's had on me for a week. I, I all of a sudden had clarity and a full picture of, okay, I know exactly what the Lord is doing today. And so church, are you ready? Amy's, Amy, I've got her trained. Really, she's like loud, and I love it. The rest of you, come on. I, I, but I am serious this morning, and, and those listening online, you can yell you're ready too, okay? Um, but church, this is, this is, there's no timidness in this morning. There's no timidity here. There's boldness. When have you ever known the Lord to be unfaithful? So why would you be timid when He calls? Right? When has he ever shown you to be unfaithful? Never. So when he calls, we run. Amen? Amen. We are meant to be vessels for this river church. And as we engage this culture, we establish the river so that it flows through this church, through City Hall, through Sundown ISD, and through every home in Jesus' name. Amen? This river, this work of God that is in our midst is a work of restoration. I was asking the Lord this week, okay, you say this river is coming. What is this river coming to do? And he said, this river of life is a river that restores, right? That's what it is. It goes into the Dead Sea and restores it. The Dead Sea was not always the Dead Sea, right? 
And it, it restores leaves and fruit to the trees that are rooted in it. That the, that the fruit will, that the trees will bear fruit in their season and that the leaves, even the leaves, will be healing to the nations. Amen? Amen? Amen. This is profound. This is amazing. The Lord is seeking to do this in this place and this river of life is coming to bring restoration. But let's look at this restoration really quick. This is, I was trying to explain it to Jay over text message and I did a horrible job at it. So I'm going to do a, I'm going to try to be better about it. Uh, explaining what the Lord showed me. It's difficult sometimes because when the Lord speaks to me, He speaks to me in images. And it's sometimes really difficult to articulate what He has shown me. Does that make sense? With the detail in which He has shown me. I know some of you can understand that because He speaks to you in pictures as well. And I, I, I remember this conversation I actually had with Ibby. She was frustrated one time drawing and she's like, the colors that I see don't exist here. And it's like, like, what a, what a cool thing. But I get that to an extent because it's like the words that are needed don't exist to fully articulate what it is that the Lord has shown me. But what the Lord began to show me in this part we'll get was worldly restoration. What is worldly restoration? Worldly restoration is restoring to a former glory, right? If I say you're going to restore something, most men in here are going to immediately go to a car. Right? Restoring a classic car. My grandfather had classic cars and he restored them and they were beautiful. Um, we have several people in this community that restore old vehicles. And when you restore it, what are you restoring it to? It's former glory. The day it rolled off the line into the lot to be sold at the dealership, you're restoring it to that level of quality, right? To a former glory. You are restoring something back to its original starting point. You hear what I'm saying? That is worldly restoration. That is not heavenly restoration. Okay? He doesn't put you back at the starting line. The second you're, as you're going through this life, and the second you receive what it is that He has for you, He does not pluck you and say, okay, thank you for receiving this, and put you back at the starting line to start all over again. This is not what He does when He restores. Because unlike a car, we do not depreciate with time. Amen? Praise God for that reality. For we are made for an ever-increasing glory. We are made from glory to glory to glory. An ever-increasing glory is the life that you are meant for. So He will pick you up and He will place you in the midst of glory. He will place you right in the middle of it. He will not place you back at the starting line. It will be as though you have never departed from Him. This is what He said to me over and over and over again. When you say yes to this question, are you ready? And you say yes, and you receive this river of life that is here flowing today and desires to flow over you, when you say yes to it, he will, it will be as though you never left His side and that you've lived every day consumed and surrounded in, by the kingdom of heaven. Does that make sense? We all know that we depart from it. We all know that we stray out of the will of God and we miss time. You can't get it back. It says that the days are evil and your life is but a mist, right? A mist compared to eternity. We're not here that long. And so time is precious and we understand this and those with, with children understand this even more so. That time is precious and we don't get it back. I will never get tomorrow again. It is, it is gone to me. It is out of reach. I can never go back to what it was like yesterday. But I can remember it. And it can propel me forward, right? 
It propels me. It's important to remember the past, but the Lord is desiring to place you in the lead as though you've been running the race the entire time. Do you hear what I'm saying to you this morning? The, the, Jay was talking about the, the releasing of these giftings again, the spiritual giftings that we, fi- we just feel like we got out of touch with through the pandemic and these kind of things. And what the Lord was showing me, even as he was speaking that, and this will probably be another sermon, but that he will release these giftings and it will be as though they never left. What will be released in them will be a great maturity of stewardship in these giftings. Does that make sense? It will be as though you have operated in it. If he desires you to prophesy, when he releases this, when we say yes to the the question, are you ready? And he releases these things and you allow this river to wash over you. It will be as though you have lived every day prophesying. You have such a deep understanding, a deep rooting into it. It will be as though a tree that is 150 feet tall that probably took thousands of years to grow to this height. It will be as though it grew overnight and its roots are deep into the earth. Do you hear what I'm saying to you this morning? This is a beautiful thing. And this is what the Lord desires when he says restoration. This is what he's talking about. He will restore you to the fullness of where he would have you be today. Not where you are. Amen. Amen. Praise God. When do you expect, church, to see... This is just an example to further drive this home, but when do you... Oh, my goodness. Those notes are out of order. I might have just spoiled the rest of the sermon. We'll be good. We'll be good. We'll just keep rolling. But when, church, when do you... When do you oh, my gosh. When do you expect to see a great run? Where, where in a race do you ex- expect to see a great runner? Sundown's had tons of them. But all these kids that we've had run with, with Coach Darden, you know this, you know the tales. Where did you always expect to see that big letter S? Right at the front of the race, right? Leading the pack. It was, it, when I got here, it was so baffling to me because everybody just was like so nonchalant. Like, oh yeah, it's just what, it's just what we do here. We just beat everybody. I'm like, okay, that's a bold statement. But, and then they did. And so it's like, okay, I get it, all right? There's history. Um, But when you see a great runner, you expect to see them at the starting line. You expect to see them leading the race. But if they don't leave the start, they won't leave. They won't lead. If they don't leave the starting line, they can't lead the race. Do you hear what I'm saying? And what the Lord is saying is that even if you haven't left the starting line this morning, I'm going to place you in the lead if you say you're ready. Where you're supposed to be. Because whether you like it or not, or see yourself in this capacity or not, you are leaders of this community. More important than any elected official in any capacity, you are the leadership of this community because you are stewarding the kingdom of heaven and its spirit and the establishment of the river of life in this city and in the people around it. You are meant to be leading the establishing of the kingdom of heaven in Sundown, Texas. So you are a leader, like it or not. But that doesn't mean that you have to stand on the stage, that you have to grab the mic. It just means you have to live ready for what the Lord is releasing. Amen? Amen. This is what the Lord has for us this morning. This is the business of restoration. This is the business that God is after this morning. 2 Corinthians, we've read this a lot of times and we're going to read it again this morning. We should almost have this memorized. We read it so often. 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 20, it says, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regard him thus no longer. 
Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. The, the, the Lord put this scripture on my heart and for this sermon, and I didn't understand why, because he had this word restoration, but then he puts this passage in my, in my mind. I'm like, Lord, that's reconciliation. Like, that's reconciling. That is restoration, right? It's a restor- restoring of a relationship that existed before us, this, this relationship between God and man. But I didn't understand, and the restoration bit is not, it doesn't have anything to do with this passage, because the Lord has to address something before we move on this morning. Church, the Lord put this scripture on my heart, for right here, for this very moment. And I didn't understand until I began to read it, read it, and it's verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And this is the main piece. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And he asked me this question this morning. And it was, it was literally this morning. I had no clarity until this morning on why he had this scripture in mind. And he said, are you willing to let the old sundown pass away and behold the new that has come? Church, if worldly restoration is restoring back to its former glory and we apply that to sundown Texas, what are we going to do? We're going to do a hamster wheel and we're going to go around in circles repeating ourselves over and over and over again. But guess what? Sundown has thrived, fallen, thrived, fallen like any city. It has high moments and it has low moments. And I would, I would say that some people would say this is a low moment. I, I, I couldn't disagree more with that. Sundown has been this treasure trove for a long, long, long time. And it has been this place of, of great success with tons of businesses and it's been this place without it. But unfortunately, what I've encountered the majority of the time that I have been here is this attempt to reclaim that which has already gone. I'm telling you right now, though, in 2023, could we be like sundown in 1970? No, there's no way. This is a different world. That's the, that's the nature of time. When the day is gone, the day is gone. You don't get it back. But the beauty is there's a brand new one around the corner that you've never seen before. Right? We have never seen this day, so you cannot hope to expect what will happen next. You, can't, you, you, you can have a, kind of an idea, but that doesn't mean that anything's guaranteed, right? The, that new wine song, I love that song because of this reality that I have come with nothing but all that you've given me. The only thing guaranteed is Him in our days, right? And we are in this brand new day, and we have lost so much of what the Lord wants to do in this community because we have been trying to worldly, in a worldly way, restore Sundown, Texas. Back to the starting line. But that is not the intent. When the people built this church and planted this church in 1930, they didn't plant it so that it would stay the same all these years. We're talking about knocking on a hundred years. Like we're, we're coming. We're going. There, this, this has been building to this point for a long time. 
a long time in this community. And do you think they've been building and that they planted this church that it would look the same as it did back then? No, that this community would look the same as it did. No, the Lord desires for us in this moment. And it's okay, don't get me wrong. It is a beautiful thing to remember where we've come from. Again, I have a picture in my office of the first congregation of Sundown Church. And that picture will never leave my office. It is profound. It is beautiful. When I first got here, um, some things happened and changed that. But when I first got here, I got to walk through the locker rooms. I went on a tour with Randy and, and Scott Marshall and Kendall. And, and all, I saw f- football records and, and weight room records from, I mean, how far back did they go, RD? Like the 50s? It was insane. They were just all over the walls. And I was like, this is so cool because there's a place of such deep-rooted history. And it's important to remember that history, right? But it's meant to propel us forward because these people constructed this. They built this. They were obedient and faithful to what the Lord would have so that we could stand on their shoulders, elevated, not stand next to them. Right? I don't want my kids starting in the same place I started. I don't want them standing shoulder to shoulder with me. I want them on my shoulders. Elevated. I want my ground, I want my ceiling to be their ground floor. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? So are we willing to let the old pass away so that we can behold the new that has come and is coming? Because when we do that, you will see how profoundly the Lord is moving in Sundown, Texas. But you cannot hope to see it. You cannot hope to see where you're driving if you're looking in the rearview mirror all the time. You will crash. You will derail. You will not end up where you're supposed to be. Can we look ahead right now in this moment before we continue on? Because the Lord desires for restoration to come to sundown Texas, but He doesn't desire for it to be restored to back what it used to be. He desires to restore it to this place that none of us have ever seen. Never encountered a brand new city with with life. A brand new city that looks more like the kingdom of heaven than it does anything else on this earth. What a place to call home. That we could get to heaven someday and stand before Him in glory and look around and be like, this looks familiar because I lived in it on earth. Can you hear me? All right, let's keep rolling. Are we willing to let the old sundown pass away and behold the new that has come? Are we ready to do this? Are we ready? What the Lord wants to do today is He wants to take you from the starting line and place you in the lead of this race. He he wants to place you where you're meant to be placed. Place you where you're meant to be, where you've always been meant to be in, in His heart for you. As He's looked at your life, as He's watched your story, He has always desired for you to be in this place that if you allow Him this morning, He will place you in. He desires full restoration, but you can't give away again. In this city, you cannot give away, or in any time on this earth, you cannot give away what you have not received. For this city to see and to feel this work, to encounter this work, to encounter this river of life that the Lord is bringing and has brought to Sundown, Texas, we must receive the restoration in this river first. I cannot give away what I will not receive. I cannot give away what I do not receive. And in this moment, the, Lord, the enemy is seeking to establish these walls to prevent you from receiving what the Lord would have you give away. Do you hear, you hear what I'm saying? 
Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay, just making sure. You cannot give away what you have not received, and this city needs to see and it needs to feel this work of God that is in our midst. But we must receive the restoration in the river. Are you ready? The Lord specifically wants to bring restoration to your relationships today. Again, this was another clarifying moment. I had uh, I'd come up several times to my office this week to try to get this sermon out on, on paper, and I just couldn't do it. Um, and th- sometimes that's just the way it is because the Lord's got other people in process, and I've got to wait for that process, or He's got things that I need to experience in the day before I can... Uh, received the rest of the word. And yesterday was, was the exact same. I'm sitting in my truck and I'm getting these text messages from Jay. And as the day uh, progresses, and, and it's been quiet in our home. Uh, the boys are in Houston with my parents. Uh, they're watching this morning. Hey, boys. Um, and it's, it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful to just be with Eden and let her be an only kid for a couple of days. It's been cool, but praise God that she's not actually an only kid. Um, oh, my Lanta. She is a, she's a mess. She's a lot. I would not be doing the world any favors if she did not have siblings. Um, she needs them, but it's been, it's been quiet in our home. We put her down at seven o'clock at night and then there's just no boys. And if you have boys or had boys, you know that Noise is just, they can't breathe without almost breaking something. Like to, to exist is to destroy <laughs> for a little boy. And, uh, and so it's just been quiet, but I've been sitting with this, sitting with the Lord and, and what he has to say in this and just not getting anywhere and just reflecting on it. But the two things that I got was the word restoration and the word relationships. And then, are you ready? And then the Lord unpacks all of this that I've, I've spoken to you thus far. But He just asks, and I ask you this morning, that just asking you that, I keep saying that, I don't know why. My mind is scattered right now, church. I need to just explain this. I, I, I have like a million different things that the Lord is speaking right now, and I'm trying to tell Him to be quiet a little bit so I can get the rest of this out. But there is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot going on in this room right now. And the Lord is telling me a little bit of all of it. There is a lot going on in your hearts right now. There's a lot of swirling. The Lord showed this to me. It was like this tornado of chaos in in your hearts and in your minds. And the Lord was going to transform that into this heavenly thing. It, It turned gold in my mind. But it's just spinning. There's a lot that is swirling in us right now. A lot of us that are, are, are wrestling with this, and I told you this at the start for this reason, so that you would be on guard as this question of, are you ready? The enemy tries to turn it to a no in you because of all the swirling. So, peace. The Lord has a good thing for you, and the second you say yes, you step into blessing, okay? The second you say yes, you step into blessing. But are you willing and ready to receive? I saw the Lord's words go out, uh, from this place, they were like a golden wave. As, as the Lord was speaking and as these words were being spoken, it was just like this, uh, it was like an impact. You know, when you, when you see an impact and there's just this like sound wave, this boom, you think of a bomb going off, there's just this boom wave that goes off from it. As the Lord was speaking, these words were coming out and they were knocking down the things that were seeking to build up around your heart and your mind to prevent you from saying yes to this question. Does that make sense? 
So these words are coming out. I hope that you're receiving them, consuming all of who you are, that you are receiving all that He has for you, allowing Him to consume all that you are. And this is a sure thing that He desires to do in this place. And specifically, specifically, this is the rest that He unpacked it as I, as I was reflecting on what Jay had asked. Specifically what He wants to do is He wants to bring restoration to marriages today. And I say that, and the Lord said that doesn't mean that marriages are in a bad place. Some marriages can be in a difficult place. I don't know this, but he wasn't saying that it was because all the marriages in this room were in a bad place. But he's saying what the first reflection, the first place that the people out there should see the presence of God in your story is in your relationships. And the first relationship that they should see it in is in your marriage. That is, that is your, your flesh. That is your person. That is the other half of you. And the Lord is saying in this, this season, in this moment right now, He wants to bring restoration as though you have lived with Him in this marriage every day, every moment of its existence. And He wants to elevate you. He showed me taking marriages from the people in this house and placing them on a stand like a light that all could see it. And He's saying in, in your relationships... Starting with your marriage and then going out from that place. But in your relationships is how the Lord is going to make His appeal and how He is going to intersect the culture with the river of life. Starting right now. You hear what I'm saying? Again, that does not mean that your marriage is in a bad spot. Because this applies to Sarah and I and our relationship is in an amazing place. It's wonderful. It's been so nice this week just having... One kid to contend with because it's like I'm getting to hang out with my best friend again. We're getting to go out. We were talking about this uh, last night. We went out to Lubbock with just one kid and I, we were driving home and she's kind of fussy and it's like whatever. But we remember I was sitting there reflecting on when Liam was her age, Eden's age. And we would make a trip to Lubbock and it was like this mountainous task to take a child into the world. And into like, like eating in a restaurant, off the table. It's drive-thrus only, right? Because you're going to sit down, they're going to scream, and then everybody hates you, right? No one enjoys their meals. They're just mad at you because you have this kid. And, and that, that was the case, right? We, we went and we were sitting down to eat, and Eden immediately was unhappy. Uh, perfectly happy. Sit down, very unhappy. Don't know why. It's children. But we just rolled with it. And I, I remember thinking about how stressed out I used to get. How worried I used to get about this. But again, it was just this, this beautiful time. And I'm just sitting there reflecting on how much the Lord has transformed and grown us. And I'm thinking about this marriage and like where we started and the mess that she inherited. It, inherited it. I can't even talk, right? Like she's had to teach me grammar. Like poor girl. Um, yeah, I met her and I'm like, the Lord wants me to be a preacher. She's like, the Lord wants to see you publicly speak. Like, woo. Um, so she had a lot of work to do, but I'm just sitting there thinking about the goodness of God and, and how he, he leads us through all of these things and he leads us into these places. And then he, again, as I'm sitting in the car and I'm, I'm reflecting on this beautiful life that I have and we're, we're sitting at home and we're talking uh, to the boys on the phone, which is just another profound, amazing thing that I can see their faces on the phone. And we're just talking to them and they're doing what they normally do and it's making mom and dad really nauseous. 
because like the phone is just, it's never on their face, but for a second. And they're going all over the place. And I remember just sitting there thinking like, I could just watch them all day and just watch my boys exist all day. And the Lord, again, just reminded me of this journey that he's had me on. He just said, again, are you ready? I'm just looking at the blessing of this story, the places that he's led us to, all that he's done for for my family, for this congregation, this beautiful thing. And so all that to say, Sarah and I are in an amazing place. The Lord has blessed our relationship richly. We we have dreams coming true, manifestation of of promises are are taking place before our very eyes nearly daily. And... um, It's just blessed, but the Lord still is saying, will you allow this river of life to wash over your marriage that I could elevate you even higher? That I could place you, that you would be a light, a beacon, that the community of sundown would see your marriage to your wife, your relationship to your wife and to your children, and they would see me. They would not see you. They would see me. And so that's what the Lord wants to do in relationships specifically today. He wants to bless your marriage. He wants to profoundly transform your close and intimate relationships that they would reflect Him. He wants to recapture these things. That He can make an appeal to the world through your marriage. Amen? This is a good word, church. Amen? Amen. Hey, this is a good word. I feel like in churches when people start talking about marriage and they start talking about those kind of topics, everybody's just like, this is a taboo topic. Why is marriage a taboo topic? Why do I talk about marriage and all of you guys are like, oh, shoot, who's in trouble? Right. This does this not reflect Jesus in the body of Christ, the bridegroom and the bride? Are we not meant to reflect that? But how many marriages end in divorce? A lot. How many marriages are together, but further apart than they've ever been? A lot. So many. So praise God that the Lord has chosen this house to transform that reality. Amen? What a beautiful thing that what would be restored starting in this house and then in our community, praise God that He wants to do it in sundown. He doesn't just want to do it in you. He wants to do it in your neighbors and their neighbors and their family and their friends. He wants to do this across the board. He wants to restore relationships to the rightful places that marriage would look like the kingdom of heaven that your relationship to your kids, that your relationship to your employees and your employers would look like the kingdom of heaven. Praise God. What a beautiful thing. And again, I'll ask you, are you ready? Are you ready? I'm telling you right now, the Lord has led me on this journey for 12 years to get to that spot on that floor. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? I don't believe you. I don't, I don't just want you to get louder. I love that she got louder, but I don't just want you to get louder. I'm serious. Are you ready for what comes next? All that you've prayed for, for this community comes next. Are you ready? Or did you just ask? Right? Did you just ask for it? There's this, this moment. Kai had a birthday in June, and he wanted a motorcycle with all of his heart. And... Sarah and I are uh, different in our parenting strategies. And the, yeah, right? <laughs> she wanted to get him like something safe, maybe in a padded room. And I just was like, let's just get him a big one. And I'll just stick him up there, put it in gear, and 
hope he can balance it. Like, let's just go for it. So those are the, the, that's the spectrum in which we buy gifts for our children. If I'm buying gifts, they're incredibly dangerous. If she's buying gifts, I think they're boring. But we compromised. We found one that goes fast. It didn't have training reels, no padded cell. Um, but I remember thinking that my kid was asking for something that he doesn't really want. And that he's going to get it. And there's just going to be the timidness that takes over him because he's like, oh, this is kind of scary. And as I was thinking about that this morning, how we as the church, we do this all the time. We pray. We pray and we pray and we pound, to the, the, pound the ground and we're on our hands and our knees and we're praying for revival. We're praying for transformation. We're praying for restoration. We're praying for a city that would look more like the kingdom of God than it does anything else. And then the Lord, I'm telling you right now, has put us at the doormat of this work. And I can feel us being like, ooh, I don't know. I did ask for it and he did bring it. Do I want to step into it? But I'm telling you right now, and those of you that know Kai, this makes total sense. We got that thing in front of him, and he was on it, and he was gone. He didn't know how to work it, but he was gone. There was no timidness. The second that everything that he had asked for was presented to him, he grabbed it and he ran. And I'm asking you, church, can that be us this morning? Because the Lord is saying, are you ready? Are you ready for everything that you've asked for to be released? Are you ready? Are you ready for a new sundown? A different sundown? Different is not bad. It's better. We, we desire an ever-increasing glory, so why would our city not ever increase in glory because of the people of God that dwell in it? It should reflect them, should it not? How can a people of God that are ever-increasing in glory live in a city that is decrepit and falling apart and only destined for Death. That doesn't make any sense. So if we're here, there's more for sundown. Amen. Praise God. So I'm asking you again, are you ready? Are you ready? And this altar is still open. I don't care what posture, what position you take, but I'm telling you right now, those that say yes will be recruited into what the Lord has. I don't know what happens for those that say no. And I'm not trying to scare anybody or anything like that. I want you to be where you are. Everybody's in process. I'm, I'm, Praise God for that because we've all been in process and we've all been in places where we're just not ready for what's next. But right now, my prayer, my earnest prayer is that you're ready because I have been on a journey to get to this point. And I pray to God that I don't step into this threshold alone. But I step in with all of you. That all of you are ready for what comes next. The Lord has been building this up. He has been, he's been equipping us and teaching us how to do what comes next before He even released it. He's been telling us about engaging the culture. If you want to transform sundown, be where sundown is. And where's sundown going to be come fall semester on Friday nights, Thursday nights? They're going to be in a football stadium. You want to establish the kingdom of God in their lives? Be where they are. Engage them. I just... I. And maybe there's a confusion about this. You don't have to have a kid attending sundown currently to attend sundown events. Amen? Praise God for that. Because I'm not there yet. I don't have a kid on that field. But we get to be there. We get to be a part of this community. We get to engage this culture. And the Lord was prompting us and showing us 
this and telling us about this and then telling us about this river of life that he's going to use as we engage the culture, we will be vessels for this river of life that will transform the world that we're in and the places that we're in and the moment that we're in them. That you'll sit down in those stands next to somebody and the kingdom of heaven will sit next to that person and will consume that person as you watch a football game. And all he has asked for us to step into this is to say yes. It's so, does this look hard, church? No. The hardest thing you will do in this season is say yes right now. The rest has provision and blessing covered all over it. The rest has complete and total provision and anointing all over it. All you have to do right now in this moment is say yes, that I am ready to see and receive all that I've prayed for. And you will be equipped with the armor of God. You will be anointed by the King of Kings to go out and reclaim this territory. Church, we've, we, we're here. Think of all the words the Lord has spoken over these years. All the teachings from Randy, all the prophecy, all the things that have been spoken about this house. And he's now asking this question, are you ready for it? Because you've arrived at the place where I can release it. Are you ready for it? So I would ask you again, as we enter into this, this closing time of worship, that you would, you would come to this place with the Lord and He would remind you of the prayers that you've prayed, the things that you've asked for. And then you would answer this question again. Answer this question. Are you ready to receive all that you've always asked for? Everything you've ever asked for is here and now ready for you. And I will release it to you in Jesus' name. Are you ready for it? Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.